stay at home on nine to five, raising your babies with joy and pride. A real ass mom, your real ass mom, taking care of business. Real Mama Pod, real ass mom sharing real ass experiences, the things people don't tell you. Hey mama, hey mama, hey. Hey, hey mama, hey, what's going on? Nothing friend, how are you? I'm doing pretty good, how are you? I'm doing great, I'm so excited to be here tonight. Me too, and me too. I had like a hell of a week, like my week was freaking crazy i know your week was crazy so i'm Girl. just excited to see thursday <laughs> please just don't get me started on this week it's been one of those weeks um where you know sick kid and mm-hmm. having to leave work early because of sick kid so it's you know it's been one of those weeks yeah but you have to tell right. your story really quick here. about eli and his doctor's office oh my god so really quick so my child is <laughs> the incredible hawk. Okay. So, yes, physically and mentally, right? So he I got a call from his school the other day that he had a fever, right? Mm-hmm. So um he had this really or he still has actually, he has this really bad cough. Um and I had to end up taking him to the urgent care so they can check him out because his fever was like a hundred and two, mm-hmm. which to me and I'm sure most moms is really concerning. Right. So I took him to urgent care. Um, they ran all these tests, COVID tests, flu tests, strep tests, all these tests and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And the first test they did was COVID. And that just kind of set the tone for the day. <laughs> so he cut a fool with that. Um, and then, you know, they did all the other tests, which they were able to kind of pull from the COVID swap. But they had to end up giving him a breathing treatment because, there was some wheezing in his lungs mm-hmm. and it felt like it would really help him pop up whatever is sitting in his lungs. Right. And when I tell you this boy cut a whole ass fool, like <laughs> he it took me, it took the nurse, it took the assistant, it took the doctor, that's four people total to hold him down and give him this breathing treatment. And when I say I felt so bad that I had to go to Starbucks when I left that urgent care and get those nurses and doctors and assistants, everybody got a Starbucks gift card because I felt so bad that he cut up like that. And to top it off, to top it off, I took him back to the doctor today for a Mm follow-up and he had to end up getting another breathing treatment. And this was by far worse than Tuesdays. So I was like, what is the hell? Oh, you're missing the most important part, friend, of who they called back there, okay? (laughs) Listen, they had to call the secretary to come help. The secretary had to stop making appointments to come back there and help hold my child down to give him this freedom treatment. It was that bad. Ooh, I didn't no. have time to go get Starbucks, nor do I have enough funds <laughs> to be buying all these Starbucks gift cards for this child acting up in these people's office. So I felt so bad. And you know what the nurse told me today? 
she said, at least we know he can fight. <laughs> that's, <laughs> see, that's one of the perks about living in Atlanta is to see black nurses. Mm-hmm. And she was like, at least we know he can fight. But anyway, yes, that was this. That was that's this week's experiences. Like this, that is what this week looks like. My strong ass child <laughs> cutting a fool at the doctor's office. Okay, so that brings me to my question then. <laughs> How did you practice gentle parenting in that moment? Oh, child. It was a lot of woosah. How was, was you mindful? Of, you know. <laughs> well, see, I had to be mindful of the situation mm-hmm. and be mindful of the stress that my child was experiencing. Like, he was scared, mm-hmm. right? This breathing machine has all this smoke-like formula blowing out of it it makes noise something that he doesn't see often he has all these strange people in his face trying to hold him down and restrain him Mm -hmm. so i had to be mindful of his experience that he has you know never been in situations like that so Mm -hmm. i had to be mindful of that but it was hard to be mindful i had to do a lot of Eli, calm down. It's okay. Mommy's here. Don't worry. I know this is hard. Like acknowledging that, you know, he may be uncomfortable or that he is uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was hard to do all of that because I really wanted to put him in a chokehold and say, (laughs) boy, if you don't sit your ass down and be still. Like that's what I wanted to do. But I I would not talk to my child like that. Your mama would have talked to you. Right, because my mama showed, you know, she told me, she said, he just acted how you used to act, you know. So I was like, girl, chill. Like, no, we're not talking about me. We're talking about your grandson. Um, but anyways. You did great, friend. I'm proud yes. of you. Thank you. I had to be mindful yeah. and be gentle with my child. Absolutely. Which leads to our discussion for today. Oh, yes. I'm so excited about this one. Yes. So, Fred, tell tell everybody, what are we talking about today? Okay, so tonight's topic is about being mindful and gentle parenting. Um, so, as we all know or may have experienced, uh, most of us, um, I'm not going to say all of us, are taking different avenues when it comes to disciplining and raising our children. Um I was a child who didn't really have to get spanked because all you had to do was yell at me or look at me a certain way and I would cry. <laughs> so I didn't really get spankings, but my sisters, oh, they got their behinds toe up. Okay. So um, now as a teenager, it was a little different because my mouth was reckless and I feel like my mom had to show me that she was the alpha female and I was What's not. Wrong? Right. So teenager, that was a little different. But as a small child, I really did not get spankings um and a lot of times I did stuff to stuff to hurt myself that my mom didn't have to do anything to me like I would be like disrespectful like no I'm not doing this and then run into the wall or something like that so she didn't really have to do I know I have a mark on my chin for running into a glass table and busting the table open I had to go to the emergency room and get stitches because I was bleeding all over the place because right exactly Mm -hmm. so a lot of times she didn't have to do anything to me because I ended up hurting myself so um (laughs) But I say that, like, even when I'm around my mom, she's like, you going to let Drew talk to you like that? Oh, uh uh-uh. And I'm just like, Mom, he's three. We're working on tone and his feelings and him being free and being able to express himself. I want him to grow up to be a confident young man. Same with 
Jay because Jay does does everything Drew does. So, you know, really Mm -hmm. trying to change that mindset of a child needs to just sit there and be quiet and stay in a child's place. Mm -hmm. Like, no, they're little people. They have feelings, too. They can be expressive within reason because Drew will Mm -hmm. tell me straight up, Mom, are you kidding me? And I'm like, wait a minute. Hold on. (laughs) And then I remember the first time he told me that, I was like... I was like, wait, who are you talking to? And he was like, you, because he's so literal, right? He doesn't understand. Don't answer that question. Just, you know, <laughs> let that sink in. And so I'm like, okay, like, you know I'm what? You. Right. Let me rewind and just take a step back or whatever. But I am so happy to introduce our guest tonight. Um, she is a clinical psychologist. She went to fan with me. We were in a psychology club together, you know, back in the day, just doing our psychology things. And now she's doing great things in her community. Her name is Dr. Courtney Macklin, and we are so excited to have her here tonight to talk about uh, being mindful, being a mindful parent, and gentle parenting. Um, So, Dr. Courtney Macklin, welcome. Hi. Welcome, welcome. Hey, having me. (laughs) Yes, hey, mama, hey. (laughs) I'm so glad to be here. We're so glad yes. to have you. Thank you again for joining us tonight. I'm glad. Thank you. <laughs> so, Dr. So, Macklin. Dr. T- Macklin. Oh, go ahead, Ken. No, go ahead. Oh, go ahead, Chris. I was going to say, Dr. Macklin, tell us a little bit about yourself. So, I'm a clinical psychologist, um, and my focus of work is really on um, culturally informed health psychology. And so what that means is I'm really interested in understanding how um, your physical and your mental health all work together, but really want to make sure that we um, are informed about how the culture is going to impact that experience. And so that leads me in a lot of different ways. Um, but just being a mama as well of two boys, um, oh. that also has piqued my interest into just like understanding more, just, you know, in that same sort of way of like, okay, the generations before us have parented in a certain type of way, but I want my children to be global citizens and emotionally intelligent. And so mm-hmm. how can you use, um, the skills that I have, uh, learned in my training uh, to be able to support strong black little kings in the world. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you mentioned how, you know, your research and just you being a mama kind of led to some of your interest in gentle parenting and mindfulness. Can you Mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about your journey to mamahood? Like what, what did that look like for you? Yes, that's interesting. Um, I, um, you know, there's people that's like, oh, let me hold your baby. I mm, wasn't, mm. <laughs> I wasn't like them. It wasn't that I don't like children, but I just was uh, never really a, a person that was like, oh, let me have your, you know, let me be around your children and stuff like that. But having my own child just turned me into an entirely different person, I would say. Um, and I feel like children just flock to me, and <laughs> so it's 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 been a, a interesting uh, experience. I love um, my boys. Uh, so um, I was married, and I had 
two boys, um, an almost 10-year-old, and then a four-year-old. And um, my children are, um, uh, they're very expressive. They are very <laughs> much boys that will let you know what is on their mind um, because they have parents who are very expressive too. Um, so they're, you know, my, my journey into the motherhood has been, um, I think, it's, it's kind of hard to answer that question. It's been an interesting one. Yeah, yeah. It gets more and more interesting by the day. <laughs> yes. No day is the same. <laughs> yes. Exactly. You think you have it and then you you find out that, you know, there's a new stage of life and so you have to adapt to that new stage of life too. Mm. You know, in the mommyhood mm-hmm. journey. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so let's let's jump into um, our topic. So you are well-versed in this conversation around, let's just start with this parenting. Um, mm-hmm. For those who don't know, can you, can you tell them what gentle parenting is? Mm-hmm. So gentle parenting is um, an evidence-based approach to parenting. It has a lot of research around it. Um, to really support this idea of being able to have children that are um, well-respected and partners in this sort of co-relationship of um, experience. So whereas the paradigm is typically, okay, parent controls the child, the child is really... um, seen as a, not a peer, but someone who actually has thoughts and feelings and can contribute to a, a relation, a relationship, a co-relationship. Mm-hmm. And so gentle parenting really supports um, this idea of having empathy, respect, mm-hmm. understanding, and then also having boundaries. I think that's one thing that people oftentimes um, get wrong with gentle parenting and things like oh yeah I'm just being nicey nicey to my child and they get to do whatever not the case that's not that's not the case I'm just mm-hmm. okay okay all right that, so, that's a good response um, I love the fact that you said evidence-based um mm. that that hit home for me because you know I'm all about my data um, so the fact that you said evidence-based, um, yeah, so I'm gonna throw that at my husband, uh, tomorrow. Um, but, <laughs> cause I'm always telling him about articles that I read and stuff. Cause he, even though I'm a school psychologist, he still don't believe me. Okay. So I have to show proof and receipts of, you know, of things. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> cause he's a little bit old more old school than I am. Um, so what would you say um, the pros and cons of gentle parenting would be? Um, yeah, so I think there's a lot of pros to gentle parenting. It really allows for your children to learn some emotional intelligence, you know, to be able to have some language around their feelings and that um, experience. It allows them to... Um, feel heard, um, cared for. Um, it you know builds confidence 
decision making, their ability to make um, good decisions, um, support integrity. Um, there's a whole for a whole host of right. um, of pros to having gentle parenting. In terms of cons, I think um, that's that's a challenging one. Mm-hmm. So I think that how you implement gentle parenting there may be a, a con to that experience if you're if you yourself are unable to access your own emotions and have your own emotional intelligence so it may be a challenging experience um and i think that that's one thing that um oftentimes comes up um that's stressful is trying to provide some empathy to someone else, your child, that you don't extend to yourself. Mm-hmm. It's unrealistic and, and challenging. So it's going to be taxing and straining in that relationship, even with your child. Um, so I think that, you know, just the, the taxing piece of it and trying to engage in a behavior that feels very unfamiliar to yourself. Um can be a con to this sort of parenting style. That was a good way to answer that. I love the way you worded that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jinx run. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So one thing Devin mentioned is that, you know, she needed data <laughs> to show her <laughs> husband to essentially get on board, right, with gentle parenting. And I I feel like a lot of folks in our generation grew up with a certain style of parenting, like we talked about before, like our mom telling us, you know, like Devin's mom saying, oh, no, he didn't talk to you like that. Like, he said, like, you need to check in, right? So mm-hmm. we grew up with this no-nonsense type of parenting, and now we're, you know, trying to adopt different ways to parent our kids, and of course, you know, this is a topic of conversation. So, um, what do you think um, is, I guess, the best way to get parents on board with gentle parenting? So mm-hmm. you talked about the pros of it, and of course that speaks to it itself, but like what are some, especially for us who've received like that alternate form of parenting, that no-nonsense parenting, and mm-hmm. we're trying to encourage ourselves to implement um, gentle parenting, and we're not used to that. We're not familiar with that type of parenting because we didn't receive that. Um, so what is, I guess, the best way to adopt this type of parenting? Yeah, I think um, it's one of those things that a person has to see. So, you know, parenting is a very intimate sort of experience. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. You have a rule book for it. You just try to do the best that you can, right? And then every child is different. So you try to do the best that you can for your child in particular. And so it's hard to tell someone, like, you should be doing it. It will be better this way. So, you know, a person can, you know, see the benefits of, um, you know, change behavior. Um, And I think one of the things that is important is for people to be able to do these things on their own. So instead of trying to parent, um, try to do these things for yourself. Mm -hmm. So, you know, gentle parenting, one of the main 
things about it is it's really trying to identify the need. So you may have a child, the child is, you know, hollering and screaming and tantruming. Okay, that child likely doesn't have that much language around what is going on. Maybe they are just tired, you know? Mm. So giving that child some language around, oh, you know, I'm tired right now. I don't need to kick and scream and shout. I can I can just express myself in other ways. Sometimes as adults, we don't recognize that too. And so you see us pop off and snap and say certain things um, that are not particularly in favor because we're tired, you know? And so, like, I think that the one thing that's helpful is just to communicate how we can access our emotions and we can sit with our emotions and we can, you know, be redirected in our behavior in other ways first. And that is something that, um, you know, brings value to someone to then be able to say, okay, well, maybe this will be helpful for my children. You know, like I've been doing this a certain type of way and um, maybe that that's not particularly working, but, but I know how it is for me to be able to access my emotions to talk about it and be able to communicate with people and have good relationships uh, with people. And I want to rear my child in that way. Mm, so, mm-hmm. yeah. Awesome. Thank you for that. That was really good. (laughs) Okay. So what are some recommended disciplinary uh, practices with gentle parenting? Yeah. So I look at gentle parenting as a, the entire way in which you approach gentle parenting is a form of discipline. Mm. Oftentimes discipline is looked at in this very uh, negative Mm -hmm. way. Um, but Will Smith, I can't remember exactly what he said, so I don't want to misquote him, but he had said something about, um, uh, discipline being that self love, like that way in which you pour into yourself, and that being, um, the way in which he views discipline. Um, and so that's a very different sort of like paradigm, but I think that that's important, um, when we are thinking about discipline and gentle parenting because with gentle parenting so you're you know you're identifying the need like what's going on oh i may be tired and that's why i'm tantrum things right now um so then you know modeling um new behavior you know um and providing another alternative to what they can do and then thereafter if they are not you know, shifting that behavior and providing consequences and providing consequences right on the spot. And the consequences doesn't have to look like, oh, I'm about to get, get the belt, you know, mm-hmm. or the consequences doesn't necessarily have to be, oh, um, you know, uh, you have to sit in time. Now, it can be very specific to what's going on right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, if, um, you know, you are not, um, if if you you uh, will not put this thing down, we're not playing with toys right now. Then you're not going to be able to play with toys all afternoon, mm-hmm. and so you're going to not be able to go to your room that has all the toys in it. And it's very specific to, you know, what the action is, so that they understand. Mm-hmm. No, oh, 
when mommy says that it's time to stop playing with the toys, um, she means it. And so that means I won't have access to my toys at all. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. that, you know, having consequences because life has consequences. Mm-hmm. You know, right. you have some consequences and sometimes you have some consequences that are unfavorable. Mm-hmm. And so that is what, you know, reshapes and redirects our behavior when we have those mm-hmm. consequences. And as parents, we have to make sure that we have consequences and we're consistent with having those consequences right then and there. So, you know, we I have- love that word mm-hmm. consistency. Mm-hmm. That's yes. like one of the most important words that I've learned As being a parent. A parent. Like, yeah. I have to be consistent with everything that I mm-hmm. do because they're only going off of what we model and what we confirm to be the, you know, the way to go or, or how to do things in our house. So, I love that word consistency. Yeah. Like it's so important, um, yeah. at least for me. Yeah. <laughs> and it sounds oh, yeah. like even with practicing or implementing gentle parenting, like you have to be consistent in what you do so that, hey, this I, mm-hmm. I mean what I say, you know? <laughs> so mm-hmm. I, I love that word when it comes to, to talking about um, parenthood. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely, definitely. Children, everybody, we all need that consistency. Yes, Absolutely. I even have to tell myself, like, yep. you got to be consistent with yourself. Yep. Okay. So, <laughs> Definitely consistent with yes. nap time. Oh, 12 o'clock. Man, <laughs> listen, don't play about the nap, okay? <laughs> um, so I'm one of those people that I have to kind of see how things are like before I make a decision on if something works for me or not, I got to see, like, I got to feel it. I got to touch it. I yeah. have to she is have so my visual. hands on it. If she don't see I'm it, I'm a visual person. It's not happening. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, 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 I'm all the, like, I got to see it. Right. So when it comes to gentle parenting and I love to learn about experiences and, mm-hmm. and scenarios. Right. So if, are there any examples or like a scenario that you might have where a parent is practicing gentle parenting? Like, what does that look like? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, oftentimes, um, or, you know, an example I can think of just offhand is, um, when a child, when a child is tantruming, I'm thinking about mm. my kids, like my oldest when he was younger, um, when he, would be hungry he was just like turning to another person like the Snickers commercial like he's kind of and so gentle parenting can look simply as giving giving your child some language around like okay you're hungry right now like and that mm-hmm. and that's what I would like tell my kids like Oh, you're hungry. You're irritable. You're this. This is hangry. So you know, just first off, identifying what's going on, and that was one big thing that just kind of shifted my son to say, like, oh, when he feels himself about to start acting crazy and stuff, it's like, oh, mommy, I'm hangry. I'm getting. I'm hangry. So we know. Okay, well, we need to get some food. Okay, so we can get it together. <laughs> so that's a small little like. um a component of gentle parenting, but even still, so say you're identifying, uh, you know, what's going on. Oh, you're hungry right now, and your, you know, child is still kind of whining and everything else. Um, then you know, like validating, like, oh, I know, I'm, you know, 
I know how it is to be hungry. Like, just letting them know, like, this is a frustrating moment. Like, this, I, I get it. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I totally get it. Empathy comes in. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, letting them know, like, yeah, like, I would imagine I would be kind of, you know, acting wild if I was experiencing this too. But then modeling other behavior, you know, to say like, oh, would you like a snack? You can ask mommy for some food, you know, and then provide some food and then let them know like other ways that they can um, deal in that moment. Mm-hmm. You know, like, okay, when you're feeling like this, ask mommy for some food, you know. Mm-hmm. They, you know, and as, as you let them know how to identify this need, give them some language around you know how they can get that need met you know because there's really a lot of times what's underlying this sort of like you know whatever bad behavior if you want to quote it and in, in that sort of way mm-hmm. and so you know just providing with some ways in which you can um they can get the need met so you can so they know that you are attending to their um needs and um you know redirect the behavior in that way so that's a, a way in which, um, you know, just parenting can be played out in that sort of scenario. Man, I am taking some good notes. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> I am taking some really good notes. Because <laughs> so, I can definitely use a lot of this. Yeah. The way I, can, I mean, I but... think we can always improve, too. Like, it's no, like, this is, we're human mm-hmm. at the end of the day. We're going to make mistakes, you know, but I think we yeah. have to really be open to apologizing to our children. Um, mm-hmm. They have feelings. We have feelings. We have bad days just like them. And we're not going to always mm-hmm. get it right. We're not. But mm-hmm. we have to be okay with saying, you know what? I apologize. And yeah. not feeling like, oh, you're the child, so I'm not apologizing to you. Because I feel like even mm-hmm. in my adulthood, my mom still does not apologize, even if she's wrong. She'll oh, avoid no. the situation. She'll <laughs> she won't answer the uh-huh. phone. It, it's 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 hilarious, actually. But um, you know, I think the generational differences, like we're okay with apologizing to our children mm-hmm. if we raise our voice or you know lose our cool or whatever that looks like to you know not respect them right because we we talked about respect earlier and that partnership so you know just like mm-hmm. you would do with your spouse or your friend like it's okay to apologize um to our children mm-hmm. so changing that narrative too um yeah the not your little friend mm-hmm. i'm not your like, little friend right <laughs> not your little friend <laughs> Yeah. I have a story about I that. I had to apologize to Eli the other day because he was just cutting a fool. And it was one of those mornings where we we're trying to get him dressed, get him out the door, get us out the door for work. And I I just lost it. Mm-hmm. I didn't, like, touch him or anything like that. But I was like, boy, if you don't get it together. <laughs> like, I was so mad. And then mm-hmm. I thought about it. Like, I had time to cool down. And I said, Eli, mommy's sorry for, you know, being upset and raising her voice. And then, of course, I talked to him about the way that he was acting and mm-hmm. let him know, like, that's not okay. But, you know, I did have to apologize to him because he was just my kid. And mm-hmm. I was matching his energy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. it just, it was not good. So it's okay to say, I'm sorry. You know, we're definitely working on, I'm sorry, and apologizing for right. the way that we act and the things we do. So just reciprocating um a lot of what we want to see from them is just enough there's no harm in that at least for my right. mm-hmm. and i even that see the boy a- oh sorry go ahead dr Macklin. 
I was just, I was just, I was just feeling all of that. Yes. <laughs> because how can we be gentle with children if we can't be gentle with ourselves? Exactly. Sometimes we fly off the handle. Sometimes we get irritated. Sometimes, you know, like we are not able to identify our needs in this mm-hmm. very, you know, emotionally mature way or however, you know, mm-hmm. and such power in being able to repair a moment, coming mm-hmm. back and saying, hey, baby, I was, I was, you was on 10 and I was on two. Mm-hmm. You know, I was on this two. Mm-hmm. We were on so 10 together. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Everybody's messing in. <laughs> that is hilarious. Yeah. Okay. So what would you say, like, the biggest myth or misconception is around gentle parenting, especially, like, with the generational shift, like now we're becoming parents and our parents are seeing how we're parenting. Like I've heard all kind of things like you're going to spoil that child, da, 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 you know, all kind of stuff like that. So, right. <laughs> you ain't got no backbone. <laughs> yes. Those are definitely all the misconceptions. Well, I think, you know, that comes from a space of like, okay, having access to your emotions is a luxury. Mm-hmm. You just need to survive. You just need to push through. You, But what we recognize is that pushing through is pushing us right to the grave, okay? Right. Mm-hmm. And so by recognizing that our emotions are not a luxury and we're not robots is something that is a um, is important for us to, you know, understand and know now. And that um, is a part of kind of that gentle parenting sort of thing. It's not a luxury to be able to access our emotions. We're human. You know, just as much mm-hmm. as um, uh, anger is an acceptable emotion, we also feel, you know, hurt and disappointment and frustration, and children feel all of these things too, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think another really huge misconception is that disappearing looks like my child running all over me. Mm-hmm. Not at all, no. You can be gentle and caring and loving and have, boundaries right and have consequences you know and so I think that that is one of the things that people often just kind of associate uh, this permissive sort of parenting style um mm-hmm. kind of if I fair like oh yeah well Johnny um if you want to hit me right now mm-hmm. if that's what you really want to do okay um no uh-uh right. that's that's not you know gonna work and I think okay another misconception I think as well is that it's um, a, only a white people sort of mm. parenting school mm-hmm. we, we you know black people are able to access our emotions it's not a luxury of our experience right you know mm. our children are able to emote fully and we are able to emote fully as well and we have to you know, to really take that on as something that is our birthright. You know, we are, we have enough ancestors that have stood up for our journey to be here, to be able to emote freely. And I want to take mm-hmm. the right to do so. And I want to let my children know that they can do so as well. You know, Absolutely. Um, so I think that those are probably the biggest sort of misconceptions about this sort of parenting style. I'm glad you said that last yeah. one. Yeah, I'm. I'm glad you said that. That was that was powerful. 
Mm-hmm. It really was. Mm-hmm. It really was. It really was. Um, so, uh, with gentle parenting, I imagine, like we talked about mindfulness as mm-hmm. well um, when we introduced this topic. And mm-hmm. I imagine that we have to be uh, mindful of a lot of the emotions and things that we feel mm-hmm. and um, just our experience as well, you know, when we were raised and how we're raising our kids. And mm-hmm. I think this is a great segue into the conversation around mindfulness. Yeah. Um, and I understand that there are so many um, different forms of mindfulness, um, mm-hmm. but I, I really want to tap into um, what mindfulness actually looks like when it comes to parenting, right? Mm-hmm. So are you able to provide some insight on what it means to practice mindfulness when we're uh, considering parenting or when we are parenting and whatnot? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So mindfulness is really being present in the moment. You know, that sounds pretty simple, but our life is so fast-paced at all times, um, it makes it hard for us to just be fully present. And so, you know, what that looks like is taking a beat, you know, sometimes making, uh, taking a moment to take a deep breath and saying, okay, you know, I'm not at work anymore with Sandra down my neck talking about this report that needs to be done. I'm at home. I'm with my child who I love and adore and care for. And they're asking me, to, you know, talk about Beyblades. Like, I, I, I can I can do that, you know, right now. Mm-hmm. You know, taking that moment to just assess where you are right now in this moment is uh, helpful and, you know, in parenting and, you know, to be able to assess what capacity that you have to give right now. You know, maybe, you know, I had a long day at work and baby, I need a couple minutes, and I'm about to sit in this bathroom, and don't knock on the door, okay? <laughs> you know, that's what I need to do to gather myself to be able to be fully present with you in this moment. So that, mm-hmm. you know, that those are some, you know, just small sort of, like, techniques of um, using uh, mindfulness to be able to, to better show up. In this parenting, you know, relationship you with, you know, for, for yourself and for, you know, for the kids. Ooh, that's so being enough. aware of how you even yeah. feel, right? Like you got to be aware of self, you know, right. before you can show up for anybody okay. else, kids and and partners included. So, mm-hmm. um, I think that's a really, really good point. Yeah, I love mm-hmm. that, girl. You were just hitting us left and right, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I can't wait to talk to Jared tomorrow. Oh, <laughs> <sighs> anyways. Um, cause I love what I'm right, honey. But anyway, um, so <laughs> like Dr. Macklin said, you need me to call her? Okay. Listen to the recording. Right. Listen to this podcast. I actually need to listen to it every day on your way to work. Um, anyways, so what would you say like the benefits of teaching our children mindfulness? Mm-hmm. I think it really is um, allowing them to have something for them. So it's one of those things. It's one of those techniques and tools that is always there. You can always use it. Mm -hmm. And it's helpful in any particular moment. 
right? So it's that moment to allow for you to slow down, to be able to assess what's even going, what's even going on right now. And, you know, mindfulness is something that, um, you know, for, for children and adults alike, um, is, is, um, one of those pre-tools, right? So like, okay, if you are using the, the hammer, maybe you need to know what side is down to be able to hit the nail, mm-hmm. you know, and mindfulness is kind of that pre-tool to let you know how you can even be able to use this hammer to maximize the benefit of, you know, getting the hammer, I mean, you know, the nail. I don't do construction, mm-hmm. okay? So, <laughs> <laughs> but it's one of the lead on the girl. <laughs> Well, I don't. And we're just like, mm-hmm, yeah, that's how you hit that nail. Yep, sure do. Right. Bam, bam. Bam, bam. It's in there. It's that pre-tool. It's mm-hmm. the thing that's always going to be of service um, in any moment because you're allowing yourself that moment to be fully present. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. So, for the mama, right? Mm-hmm. This mama has had a rough day, you know, and you kind of spoke to this a bit in in, your, in our first question about mindfulness, but, you know, just bring it full circle. You know, I'm a scenario type of girl, right? I'm a vision, <laughs> right? So for the mama that has had, I mean, a hell of a day, work mm-hmm. on her nerves, kid cutting up, her partner's on her nerves, just, I mean, anything that could go wrong, it's just going wrong, mm-hmm. you know? And, you know, her kid is just falling out, acting on some pool, right? Mm-hmm. How can that mom or that mama practice mindfulness in that moment? Mm-hmm. Like, she's had a hell of a day. Kids yes. are How yes. can she practice mindfulness in, in, in that moment? Or, hell, even in her that whole day, <laughs> what mm-hmm. can she do to practice mm-hmm. mindfulness? Yeah, mindfulness is something that you can take with you. It's that little secret sort of tool that you have in your pocket that you use at all times. Now, in that moment, I would say pause. Mm-hmm. Take that mindful pause. Uh, that child and that partner and all the chaos, it's going to be there in the next five minutes, okay? Mm-hmm. So let me get my five minutes to myself Ooh. to breathe, to be able to, you know, put myself in a mental space that is even going to allow me to be able to deal with this situation. Maybe you need to go mentally to the beach, okay? You need to put your feet in the sand. You need to feel the the warm breeze. You need to see the sun, the ocean in your mind, Mm -hmm. you know? So that's a mindfulness activity that can be done to say, okay, let me get to a, a better frame of mind before I deal with all of this, you know, mm-hmm. and that, that, that takes a minute to go to the beach or go to wherever is a happy space for you, you know, mm-hmm. uh, like mindfulness um, strategy I use is, um, it's uh, a leaves on the stream. And so that's also kind of a guided imagery sort of activity. And so you're imagining yourself by a stream of water. You're watching the water flow and you're putting all of your thoughts on a leaf and allowing that leaf to flow down the stream. Oh, and so I love that. That I'm comes that up, right it's on a leaf and it's flowing down the stream. 
You know, even if the thought is, oh, this is dumb right now, I'm going to put that on that leaf Mm -hmm. and let it just flow down the stream as well. And so that's, uh, you know, to allow yourself to notice all your thoughts, you know, notice all the emotions that are coming up and allow them to hold space and also to let you know that you don't have to do anything with them for you to be able to be fully present in this moment. The, the mm-hmm. thoughts are there, the emotions are there, and they have their time and space, and they come and they go, right? Yeah, so that's, yeah. you know, another thing, you know, small, little, that takes about two to three minutes. And then, boom, after you, you know, come to that, you know, then you can have a clearer mind and space to be able to, okay, child what 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 needs to be done there okay I gotta cook dinner okay you know what do I need my husband needs blah blah you know so it gives you that it frees up that mental space to be able to really approach that next moment I love it so many takeaways (laughs) girl I'm in the amen corner over here so I'm Your, streaming. I'm at the stream with my leaves. <laughs> the leaves, girl, you the leaves on the stream, girl. honey. Like, so you gave an example of just that that imagery of sitting on a beach, feet in the sand, mm. the sound of the ocean. I remember when I was pregnant with Eli, and I had preeclampsia, and one, of course, you know that affects your blood pressure, whatever. And one day I was at the, you know, I was at the doctor's office, blood pressure was high. And my husband, he's like, you know, just imagine if you're sitting on the beach. And I'm like, he plays some Bob Marley for me, right? So I can really feel like I'm just on the beach in Jamaica. Like I'm palm tree swaying, wind swaying. And that really just, I guess this is an example of mindfulness, you know, again, with my scenarios, my examples, my visuals. This yeah. is kind of bringing that full circle. Like, I didn't even know I was practicing mindfulness in that mm-hmm. moment. And it really did help me just kind of calm down. It did yeah. decrease, you know, my blood pressure. So that's just uh, a, an outcome of mm-hmm. of what mindfulness, you know, how it can really affect you. So thank Absolutely. you for even com- confirming that. Yes. That works. And I don't even know I was practicing mindfulness. <laughs> Look at you. We're doing some things. Yes. Shout out to Dr. Ferg. Helping his wife uh, out. Yes. Mm-hmm. Huh? Putting that degree to work. I said, Dr. Ferg, putting that degree Girl, to work. Well, he had a, he had a PhD just yet. He was almost just there. Yet, but, you know, he was in training. <laughs> Don't so, do him like that. You know, I guess. He was basically was there. He's, he's done. Now. He's, he's Dr. <laughs> Ferg now. We'll, we'll give him, he's Dr. Ferg now. In that moment. He was. He had, uh, a, he had a few more months he left. He was on the way. You gonna give him yeah, that? He's on the yeah. way. Yeah, he got it. He got it. He got it. He got it. Wow, um, wow. I'm just gonna say wow. That's wow. Yes. Doctor yes. Macklin, you came out swinging, girl. We are gonna have to have you back. I know. Definitely. <laughs> and as you know, I was thinking about the question of um, how did I my journey to. Um, motherhood i was mm-hmm. like oh i probably should have talked about me having a home birth and, oh you had a home oh, birth yes fill, in it, yeah. fill us in real quick oh yeah <laughs> please <laughs> yes i um so with my oldest son i um had a interesting experience i i didn't know i was pregnant until i was like maybe three almost four months three months or so oh, wow. and mm-hmm. um 
and I had moved. And so I went uh, at that time. That was when uh, if you were pregnant, that's a pre-existing condition. So this is prior to Affordable Care Act and all of that. And so okay. the insurance that I had did not include maternity because I wasn't thinking about having children. I, I know this is, it wasn't that long ago, but clearly it was that long ago. But right. um, so anyway, at that point in time, I was, uh, had just went to like a clinic and that clinic experience was absolutely terrible. And that's the whole story within itself. But anyway, I was so deathly afraid of like going to a hospital because I was concerned about like my care. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, the high mortality rate of black women in hospitals, right. um, having mm-hmm. stuff. And so, um, I was able to get, I was so fortunate enough to able to uh, have a, a midwife who was absolutely amazing. And so I had um, my oldest son at home. I was initially in the tub and uh, his heart tone started going down and my midwife was like, oh, girl, get out this tub. We about to get this baby out. And he came out, he was wrapped up in his umbilical cord. Um, but she was able to get him and pull the umbilical cord out and, you know, all of that. It was such a peaceful experience. I was able to move and be however I, my body needed to move and be in the moment. I mm-hmm. uh, was able to have, like, my candles and, you know, NDRE and Erica Badu, mm-hmm. you know, um, mm-hmm. into the world with the tunes and all of that. It was it was a very um different experience uh than in the the hospital which i did with my youngest son um which was cool but then i also had my um my doctor say like oh yeah you know at nine centimeters oh we have somebody else in another room who's um delivering too you think you can hold on (laughs) i think you're ready but you know (laughs) I don't know. How do you hold home? I don't know. (laughs) So, you know, it was just a different experience. But, yeah, so I would love to chat more just about all of that and the, you know. We'll definitely have you back. Absolutely. Yeah, it was so lovely talking with y'all. Yes. Things we're, like, implementing, and we just don't even know. It's just this new language around gentle parenting and mindfulness. But these are things oftentimes we do, and we just don't, you know, have the words for it. And so I'm so glad to hear that y'all are, you know, implementing these sorts of things and that it's, you know, culturally informed because, you know, what it looks like for, you know, one family it's not necessarily what it looks like for us. And right. so having a space in which we feel validated and heard in our, you know, authenticity is, is more important than anything. You know, as mm-hmm. we are just cultivating wonderful little people into the world, you know? Right. So. Mm-hmm. Well, Absolutely. Dr. Macklin, where can the good people find you? Where can the good mamas find you? Yes, so you can find me on Instagram at Macklin, M-A-C-L-I-N, Health Psych, and so that's um, Health Psych as, as how it's spelled regularly, <laughs> <laughs> A-C-L-I-N, A-C-A-L-T-H, 
um, P-S-Y-C-H uh, on Instagram. So you can find me there. Um, and I have, you know, my information, you know, some things up there. So okay. awesome. Well, we can't wait to have you back. And thank you again for your time. Oh, yeah, thank you so much. Thank you all for having me. Of course. We can't wait to have you back. (laughs) (laughs) Well, have a good night. We'll be in touch. All right. Thanks. Y'all have a good one. You too. Bye. Oh, friend. That was a great conversation. Wasn't that amazing? Did you not get your whole life? Girl, when I tell you, I told you, when I said I was taking notes, I was serious. Taking though. notes, girl, up here typing so fast. My computer was, went off at one time. I don't know if you heard it, but girl. <laughs> I thought I heard something, but I thought I don't know. Um, I, I really, I, I think that was a, a great conversation. And Dr. Macklin will definitely have to bring her she back. Is so um, thorough, honey. Like, I mean, dropping the bombs. Just boom, 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 listen. boom. And making the connection, Make like the cultural the connection, I think that is the connection. So important, so, so important. real. Well, yeah. After all that gentle parenting talk, you know them kids be having tantrums and all kind of things. You know, we always need our mama juice. So, Girl, you know, I got the mama juice on. Yes. Hey. So, what are we drinking got tonight? So tonight's drink is called. The chill mama, Ooh. like chill mama, like you know, if we're thinking about the mindfulness and parenting, and you know, we get all flustered and we gotta be empathetic and all of that. Yes. It's just like chill mama, like everything like is gonna that. be okay. And that connects that, with that's when she told us to pause. Remember when she told us to pause? Yeah, that's our chill pause, mama. Oh yeah, that's, that's awesome. Yes. I love that. Yeah, hey, that's our dream. All right. That's so, our drink for tonight. So tell us all about chill, mama. So the way to bring this full circle again. So when she started talking about the beach, and I really, like, that was a real story. Like, mm-hmm. I legit would think about the beach, and it would really just kind of help feed me. Like, it would help me chill. Right. Like, just relax. Right. And when I drink this chill, mama, mm-hmm. that, that's where it puts me. It puts me on a beach. It puts me with reggae music. It puts me with palm trees and good food like that that's what this drink is mm-hmm. so it has you ready mm-hmm. are you ready i'm okay. so ready so it has two ounces of dark wine. okay okay we on the beach right we mm. on an island so i'm, we, I'm we gotta on that beach room. already i'm here heading <laughs> out waiting we for gotta my have drink. a room mm-hmm. yeah so two ounces of dark wine. okay a fourth of a fresh wine. it mm. gotta be a fresh wine. Okay? okay, so a fourth of one, right? Okay. Three ounces of pineapple juice. Okay. We can deep pineapple. into this island, child. We can deep into this island. Mm-hmm. And then we top it with a lemon lime soda just mm-hmm. to give us that food, right? So that's what our drink is. I'm going to go over it again. Okay. A chill mama. All right. Has two ounces of dark lime. Mm-hmm. A fourth of a fresh lime, fresh cut lime. Mm-hmm. Three ounces of pineapple juice. Mm-hmm. And we top it with a lemon lime soda. Mm. And here's something that's optional. I'm a, I'm a lime girl. Mm-hmm. I love a little zest in my drink. So I actually put an extra squeeze of a fourth of that lime on mine. Mm. Now, 
my husband, he actually liked his without the extra squeeze lines. I like mine with my extra squeeze lines. It's good both ways. Totally optional. But <sighs> this is the chill, mama. Chill, That's mama. Like mama now, how, how are so we good. making this, um, you know, for our pregnant mamas? We just taking a so, run out? For our, <clears throat> yes, take the run out. Okay. Take the run out. And then, of course, if you are being conscious of sugar and you don't want to use the lemon lime soda, maybe you can add a club soda or soda water uh, just to give you that extra carbonation. Okay. Uh, but in pineapple juice and lime is always really good. Okay. So that is the chill mama for our prego mama. Okay. Just take out that rum. I love that. And replace the lemon lime soda if you like to keep the sugar down. Mm. With like a soda water. Um, it's so fitting for our conversation <clears throat> that we had today, it especially was. with that beach reference. Like, girl, you on it. Right. I didn't even, you know, we, that's we, funny how that happened. Pre- right. Girl. <laughs> it was meant to be. It just fit. It was meant to be. It fit. Everything about it tonight's fit. episode just fit. It, it really fit. Yeah. So now it's time for our Mama's Corner discussion. Yes. So I really love this segment of the show because um, it's pretty versatile. Um, we can give feedback mm-hmm. and say what we like, kind of like reflect on today's conversation or if we have one of our listeners write in and give us a mommy hack or if they're seeking advice or if they want to give advice, mm-hmm. um, you know, so mm-hmm. this is just our mommy's corner. And, you know, the topics may change um, every week, depending on who writes in what or based on our guests and what reflection we may have. Um, so, friend, what would your takeaway be for tonight? Yeah, so one of my key takeaways was the part where Dr. Macklin talked about the pros of gentle parenting. Mm-hmm. So, like I mentioned, like, you know, I grew up with, I didn't get many spankings either. You know, I was a pretty good kid. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we're still, at least me, like, I'm accustomed to this certain type of parenting mm-hmm. um, and just implementing gentle parenting she talked about a pro of building confidence and integrity in our kids mm-hmm. and to me that's something important like you know I have a black son mm-hmm. and I want him to walk out into this world despite what the odds may be against him just being black and being, being male right I want him to be confident in who he is mm-hmm. and have integrity while doing that right so if practicing gentle parenting with him mm-hmm. will have that outcome, you know, showcase itself now and later in life, I'm all for it, mm. right? So that was my biggest takeaway amongst many. There were so many key so takeaways. Many. The whole episode. But I thought about my child, right? The whole episode, the whole episode. Like there was just so much that Dr. Maxwell dropped on us mm-hmm. that I plan to implement. And she just did an amazing job. But right. When I think about my child and how I envision him growing up, like I want him to be so confident, mm-hmm. not cocky, yeah. right? But yeah. confident in who he is, confident in the skin he's in, confident in his words, confident in his actions, confident in the way that he was raised, right? Mm-hmm. 
so that really spoke to me and it made me think about my child right so that was that was my biggest takeaway what about yours what was your biggest takeaway my biggest takeaway was it's okay to set boundaries with gentle parenting because that is something I struggle Mm -hmm. with sometimes like I feel bad if they're like tantering mm-hmm. or whatever. So just letting them know, like, cause we do cool downs and if Drew's having a rough time, he knows, or Jay, cause Jay gets cool downs now too. Um, you know, you have to cool down for whatever time, you know, we agree on. Um, so setting those boundaries, like I feel like I'm doing okay. Cause like I said, um, in my family, I, well, some of my siblings practice gentle parenting and being mindful. But overall, it's still just <laughs> like, what? Like, you let your kids talk to you like that? You let them run over you or whatever? So just, you know, setting those boundaries and letting Drew know what's acceptable and what's not acceptable. Set, same as with Jay. Just knowing that mm-hmm. that part of it is okay. Um, so yeah. that would be my takeaway from it. Just It was just confirmation for me. <clears throat> yeah. I think that's a really good takeaway to have because, again, it speaks back to how we were raised and right. what our parents tolerated and what they didn't. So right. I think that w- that was a really good point that Dr. Maxwell made and that you are reiterating. Like, that's important. Yeah, absolutely. Important. Okay, well, I think that concludes tonight's episode. Do you have anything else, friend? Yes. I don't. This um, was so great. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Tonight's conversation was like it was really dope. It was really dope, and it was for the culture. Like I, yeah, you know, I'm all about the culture. So not wait I'm to have really, her back. What was that? I can't wait to have her back. I know, <sighs> I know. She was so easy to talk to, mm-hmm. and really just kind of broke things down, right? You know, so I am excited to bring Jackson back in back. Okay, um, but what one thing I do want to encourage my mamas and mamas to be. Mm-hmm. But I do want to encourage you all to do is email us at mama at the real mama mm-hmm. Devin talked about um, how we can use some of your topics or your ideas and things that you like to discuss, some hacks that you may have. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to vent even mm-hmm. to the mamas, to us mamas, like, do that yeah you know this is a free space this is an open space it's a safe we space safe there we go mm-hmm. that's important to know very safe space where it's us like we all we got mm-hmm. you know so let us know you know what do you all want to talk about um what are some things that you might be going through that right. you want to discuss with us and other mamas and just kind of build this community so right. again that email address is mama at therealmamapod.com so yes. hit us in our inbox definitely follow us on social media mm-hmm. uh, we're on Instagram we're on TikTok we're on Facebook we're also on Pinterest right mm-hmm. so our tag is at therealmamapod mm-hmm. uh, and you can personally follow us too mm-hmm. my Instagram tag is at Kendra Ferg underscore and that's at K-E-N-D-R-A-S-E-R-G underscore. And friend, what is yours? I'm at Dev, D-E-V, Grace, G-R-A-C-E underscore. So Dev Grace. Cool. Well, we can't wait to get those emails from you, ladies. And, yes, and, and daddies, to too. Again. I mean, you can 
If we, I'm yeah. sure we have some male listeners. We don't discriminate. So mommies, mm-hmm. daddies, look, we're in this parenthood thing together, okay? Because it's real. a whole Is that phase. the real pandemic? Right, that is the pandemic. We're going to be in that oh. thing for 18 years, honey. But we I won't know. hold y'all too much longer. We'd like to try to stay within our limit. So until next 30, next Thursday, we will talk to y'all later. Have a good night. Bye. Good night. Stay at home on 9 to 5 Raising your babies with joy and pride A real-ass mom Your real-ass mom Taking care of business Ooh, girl, you're resilient Cause you're a real-ass mom